Mere conservatism. I don't know what you're going to say, Clee, but I will. T- I will tell you that we are. Um, we're t- we're in deep, deep doo doo. Now you said this, this before. Country. Is that not? Yes, that's not no, we were then too, and we <laughs> okay. are now too. No, I just I was just thinking about. I think it's deeper doo doo. Okay, how about that? The debauchery in Washington, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you were you were going to mention um, the scandal in the Senate hearing room. Yeah. It's unspeakable. It's absolutely, it's it's awful. It's evil. Mm-hmm. It's it's, but it's actually sort of on brand for what we have seen over this this administration, now the Biden administration. You're, you're, now this this what happened was a Senate thing. It right. wasn't a, a Joe Biden thing, but it was a Democrat thing. Right. Right. And of course, you know, we're talking about the explicit acts in the Senate hearing chamber. We won't the, say anything the, the else. Gay, other the than gay that. staffer in it, his in his pers- awful, yeah, awful yeah, stuff. But yeah. I think about that. I think about the cocaine found mm-hmm. at the White House in the same category. Right. I think about the 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 tranny mm-hmm. who had the fake breasts and flashed um, it on national topless TV right there on the uh, there at the White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is all in the same vein of debauchery, and this is a. It's a Democrat thing. And look, there's Republicans that do bad stuff, too. I'm not saying that Republicans don't do bad stuff. No, no, but this is different. Stuff. This is different. I agree with you. This is part and parcel of this crowd who are considering themselves not just Democrats, but I would say the progressive uh, folks, the folks who anything goes. Mm-hmm. This is part and parcel of their character. This happens over and over and over again, and I agree with you 100%. Uh, and I'm not happy about it. I'm not joking about it. This is sleazy. It is it is uh, a perverse in so many on so many different levels, and yet this is what they are. Yeah, and a lot of people uh, people on the other side might bring up like Lauren Boebert, yeah, but and stuff uh, like that. Uh, and look, no, that's really bad too. Yeah, I think but, that's really bad too. But it is it's also different. Yes, um, it, it, but, it, but it's it, also very bad. It, listen, but the point is, it is different, and I still have my 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 main qualm with something like that is you had to go looking for it. They had to have night camera vision to to you know you're saying mm-hmm. to spy on this woman and 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 her um, uh, consort. And okay. I'm totally comfortable saying that that shouldn't happen. And and I'm to- actually totally comfortable saying that maybe Bobert should not be a representative if if that's the. Co- I don't like that people like this mm-hmm. are in positions like they are, and I'm including Lauren Bobert in in that. I still draw a distinction because again. These are the people you're talking about. They did it. If I want, I'd say like on our dime, but also in in our face, in the sense that they basically did it in places that are the the place of power, yeah. the halls of power, yeah. the places that should yes. have some kind of different decorum to begin with, and they and and yet. Look what look to what they're doing. It's that not, is absolutely. I'm not excusing her. No. I'm just simply saying this is people who are in the in the in the place of power at the place of power at the time, flaunting mm-hmm. uh, their their lascivious uh, uh, lifestyle. And that's absolutely what makes it different mm-hmm. and makes it uh, horrible. And I just I, I I have a real problem with generally speaking the people mm-hmm. that are in these high positions of power uh, in our country. The are, these are not my people. 
Well, you know David, what I mean? Like the, my, people that I know, people that I have relationships with and yeah. friends with, that kind of thing would never. It would, it, These are not, and I, they're not necessarily, I'm not going to use the term my people per se, okay? I'm just going to say it this way. These are not normal people, okay? These are not, this is abnormal behavior. This is un. Uh, this is like ch- licentious, abnormal behavior, and this is what I'm saying. And and I'm, t- I'm not, I'll say this again: anybody walking around, any man walking around in a dress, whether it's on the Capitol grounds or anyplace else, that's not normal. Behavior. Well, and, and and by the way, dudes in a dress who think they're women, mm-hmm. we have public officials appointed by Joe Biden that are doing that right that's now, point. and that's and that, point. that is the same type of debauchery and. And disorder, mm-hmm. as we saw in the Senate chamber, it's the same type of thing. It's, and, it's and, cut from the same cloth. Yes. yes. And I agree with you 100%. And I'm glad you said it, for, if only for this reason. I don't want to ever, quote unquote, get used to it. I don't want to ever make myself believe, okay, that's just the way things are. It is, I, uh, we need to call it out sometimes. It's, we need to just say it sometimes, just like you said it. Well, it's outrageous, and yeah. that's what makes me say that we're in deep doo-doo. Okay. As, as a nation, this kind of thing happening, these are the people in the halls of power mm-hmm. in our country, and that is, it's, you cannot possibly, I don't think you can overstate how bad it is. Mm-hmm. It's really bad, Cleve. Well, it's, and it's worse than what you're saying in, in this sense. And again, just to reiterate, uh, we talk about media, we talk about politics on this show, but David and I, first and foremost, are men of faith in, in God, in the Lord Jesus. And the, what we're describing right now is not just an offense socially, but it is offense to a, a holy God. Okay. And that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, I, I don't think, I think it's more... It's just dangerous that this is the precedent being set. And I don't care what you say about people, like even like Donald Trump, to me, who I would not describe as a godly person, okay, uh, or even some other people on our side. Again, he would not do this kind of stuff that, that even that they're doing. I mean, he wouldn't. It's, it's a different thing. Well, I this idiot, he's a, he's a staffer for a senator uh, right. from, I think, Maryland. I forget. Um, but uh, he got fired. <laughs> Duh. At, le- at least that happened. Yeah. Um, and now he's claiming that he's being persecuted for who he loves, which is just so stupid. Yeah. And and so outrageous. But this is the world that we live in, and it's the world that Democrats have created and given us. And I will say this again, even though again we we have people Republicans who have done despicable things, and, that, and we're not saying that's not the case. But this seems to be endemic to this party right now, this kind of behavior, this attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's tied in also with the worst things like pedophilia being normalized. It's coming from this same crowd. So what do you expect to me from, from when, when you go on that route? And, th- and that's happened. So uh, anyway, so uh, good point and something to make a, a point about. I, I, I will never accept this as normal. I will never say, ah, oh, not a big deal. Thank you for bringing that up. State of Texas, I love Texas, taking matters in their own hands to address all the mass illegal immigration going on. Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a deal this past Monday giving the police there the authority to arrest migrants who cross the border illegally. At the signing ceremony of that bill, Abbott said it's time to stop the tidal tidal wave of illegal entry into our state. Now, once in custody, David, these migrants can either agree to a judge's order to leave the U.S. or 
be prosecuted on a misdemeanor charge or of illegal entry. But either way, migrants who don't comply could face arrest again and more serious felony charges. Now, the White House is up in arms about this, but what say you? Well, it's the right thing to do. It's ob- obvious. It ought to be obvious. do this. In fact, um, it probably shouldn't have taken Abbott this long to do it. I don't think it should have. Um, uh, but I'm glad he's doing it now. Um, this is it, many years in the making. The immigration issue is a real, real problem for mm-hmm. Joe Biden. And it's an opportunity, actually, for the right mm-hmm. and for Republicans because Biden will not capitulate on this issue. He can't. Because he's an idiot. Well, he can't. <laughs> right. Because he's, he is so reliant on his radical left mm-hmm. that he cannot make – they have a deal. They're trying to make a deal right now in Congress to fund a few things. And, and they want to do this together. They want to fund Israel, which is popular, generally speaking, but also has a lot of detractors. They're pairing that with aid to Ukraine, which is popular from a lot of people and also unpopular. I'm a and detractor. they're pairing those two things with the border. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing, the, the funny thing about Joe Biden is that fund for him, funding Ukraine and funding Israel are actually pretty popular. Even in the Democratic Party, fund uh, supporting Israel in this war is fairly popular. And you and we could debate whether or not we should be funding foreign uh, countries and stuff like that. I that's it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's neither here nor there. And I have a lot of problems with it my own self. But those two things are very popular with him uh, for on on his side of the aisle. Funding border security is not popular with his radical base, but it would be a huge win for him, for most people, even Democrats, for him to do some border security. And he can't do it right. because he's so uh, just they have him so tightly, his left radical base that he cannot he can't even do it. And so it's really interesting. And I think Mike. Johnson, our Speaker of the House, he's getting a lot of heat from a lot of people for uh, some of the deals he's making and some of the things he's doing. But I actually think that this is right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I hear a lot of criticism from people about him because he is willing to fund Ukraine. A lot of people don't like that. But I think he's actually doing a good thing here by tying Ukraine aid to border funding. I think it's the right move Mm -hmm. because you got to remember he's working with a Democrat Senate, mm-hmm. thanks to Donald Trump, and a Democrat president, he, he can only deal, he can only use the cards Agreed. he's been dealt. And Agreed. so, I and think a very this, thin margin, and, even in the House. Now. Yes. And yeah. I think he's doing the right thing here yeah. with this funding. So I like it, um, but I don't know that it's going to get done. And it, it could be a win for Joe Biden, and he's not doing it. It's kind of interesting. Uh, and, and I think it's ironic. And I think it, it will be one of the reasons that they will lose, to be quite honest with you, because even Democratic leaders in those uh, border states uh, and, and, and other places now being affected by it are crying for them to mm-hmm. do something. Everybody knows to they the need it. Everybody yeah. knows that it should happen. Uh, and, Normal people, Cleve, yeah. are still looking at this and saying this is outrageous. We well, let's understand this. Well, let's understand why this is happening. This is not happening out of any sense of largesse or goodwill on part of Biden and the progressives. It's done so they can get 10, 20, maybe 30 more million uh, Democrat voters. I mean, that sounds cynical, 
But they don't care that they risk the security of this nation because they don't know who's coming in with that crowd. But in the end, here's what they're going to do. You heard it here first. They're going to get all these people in. Once they get in, once the border is closed, as it will be at some point, even especially if we can get uh, a Republican in office, then amnesty mm-hmm. for the for the for the millions and millions and millions are here. And after that, right to vote. Well, yes, I think that this might seem far-fetched, fanciful, but I actually think that they're totally fine with collapsing the system. I think that's actually what they're trying They've to do. They've done it. They, they do want to transform America in a radical way. Right. And they, the, the, their method for doing that is to collapse it, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with that is that I don't think that they necessarily want Armageddon. <laughs> I don't think they necessarily want the end of the world, um, but that that type of collapse you you can't predict what will happen when something like that happens but i i actually think that's what they're going for trying to collapse the system so that at some point they can say that normal people will say somebody anybody do something anything and they will be granted the power to do who knows what including naturalizing people that have come here illegally and And changing our country this radically this has always been the modus operandi uh operandi for um Marxism anyway, to have a collapse of the current system. Yeah, and you then have to from, do that first. You have right, to. and then from the ashes, rebuild what they want. But like you said, the thinking that these people have who are doing this, they don't recognize that China uh, will also benefit from an instability in, in, in America and during a time of, of chaos, they benefit because their, their main aim, China's is, is to become the new leader uh, of the world, the most powerful nation in the world. So you got these idiots over here who have their own ambitions for this nation, not recognizing that it is just what China, who, by the way, they're sending people. Right, exactly. Uh, the, so the uh, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, people like Biden in this crowd and pres- and the progressives don't realize they are not gaining power by doing this, or at least they're only gaining it for a short while. They're literally handing the power. And the position that America was uh, once in to China, who desperately need a weak America. I would even say a non-existent America. So there's that. Well, really what needs to happen with the immigration thing is the border obviously needs to be completely closed. Mm -hmm. I mean, completely. Right. Um, And... And I'm talking about legal immigration, too, in large part. Mm -hmm. At at the very least, scaled back like 90%. We need to turn off the tap, and at that point, we need we actually need to start doing mass deportations. It's gonna this it's it would have to be a massive undertaking, and it's something that you know I don't know that in years past that the United States has really had a stomach for this kind of thing, and they may not still in the future, but but really, and I don't I'm not saying that I think this is going to happen. I'm just saying this is what needs to happen is that they they have got to rectify this by Finding people, which is going to be hard because they've been spread out all throughout the country, um, and and removing them, they're I, actually going to have to do that. I don't know if you realize you're just you're just saying one of Trump's main campaign promises. Yeah, no, I know. I, oh, oh, I, I okay. realize that's something that he is uh, quote unquote campaigning on. Um, he doesn't talk about that kind of thing in detail as much as he probably but should. He's, but yes. he's talked about in terms of mass and continual deportation until uh, some kind of order has been restored and, and all that have gotten in here 
illegally are out of here and have to mm-hmm. renegotiate reentry if they so desire. So, uh, and let's face it, again, the Republicans are to blame also for not having uh, put together laws on the immigration that would not be up to the whims of executive orders. Yes. But having said That's that, correct. having said that, Trump had this problem handled. Yes, he did. So we need to understand that that this was not a problem that existed prior to um, to Biden. Well, yeah, that may be putting it a little too strongly. Okay, he the problem has existed for decades. Not Uh, this problem, but but yes, not what we're having right now. (laughs) What's going on right now is on a different level, and and obviously exacerbated by the Democrats and Joe Biden on purpose. By the way, I mean this is what they want. It's intentional. This is what they want, and therefore we don't. You cannot compromise or reason with these people because that is what they want, and that's why going back to what you said, Biden is now stuck with it. And so it's going to be that way until we can. Uh, and they need to keep taking migrants to blue cities and blue states. I as love well. it. Uh, I love it. When I hear it. They need to uh, up that. When I hear uh, the mayor of Chicago and uh, uh, or, or, or a New York governor and, and, uh, and people like that talking about we can't we, we can't handle this. I want I want uh, people like the governor of Texas and, and uh, his uh, uh, situation to say, yeah, welcome to our world. OK. Uh, get get over it. All right. Israel announced on Tuesday that it had taken out somebody named Sabib Forwani. I don't know if that's his real name or not, but he was a Hamas financier who was involved in transferring tens of millions of dollars to the Hamas terrorist organization's military wing. They took him out. He was eliminated by an Israeli Air Force fighter jet. Okay, good thing. The problem I'm seeing now, and it's why Hamas did what they did and why Iran is doing it this way, is that there are people who are trying to hamstring um, Israel because of the the hostages. All right, which, by the way, don't get me wrong, I pray for those hostages every day. And as many as we can get out, I want to see them out. Uh, especially, uh, I shouldn't say especially, but it's, uh, hopefully also the American hostages as well. Having said that, the way the Hamas has won the PR war with the help of the left-wing media and the UN is they're acting like the hostages are the problem caused by Israel. Okay, Israel is not—they didn't take these hostages. Hamas did. Uh, the, the fate of these hostages, the treatment of these hostages, what has happened to them is not Israel's fault. It is Hamas. All right. And I hate to say this. Everything that happens to everybody is Hamas's fault. Everything is Hamas. But I'm, I'm, I'm about to make a statement right now that was true for America in our wars. And it's true now. And I don't like it, but it's true. There's no way, number one, to have a 100 percent avoidance of civilian people in a war situation, especially like this, mm-hmm. especially when Hamas is holding the Palestinians literally hostage. They won't let them out of there. There's no way. So the, what, what right now, what Biden and, and what the world leaders are doing now is, is telling Israel, you got to somehow win this war, but you got to do it by uh, playing on Hamas's rules, uh, by engaging in, in um, dip- diplomacy with, with, with folks who don't care a whit about diplomacy, basically. What say you? Well, I, the, the farther away we get, we get from October 7th, the harder it's going to be for Israel to do what they need to do. Right. And so they they need to do as much as they can as quickly as they can. Because what I would say is you got to ignore that. If if you're Israel, you got to ignore all that. 
and do what you have to do. Do your best, obviously, and they do. I mean, Israel does more than anybody to be careful with people. But like you said, there's no possible way to completely avoid civilian casualties, especially with the way Hamas uses human shields and all that stuff. Um, but th- I think Israel needs to do as much as they can as quickly as they can. And, yeah. and you know, obviously that's easier said than done. But, um, but I, it, it just puts them in a, in a bad situation. And it's worse when uh, America throws uh, uh, its uh, weight on the side of those who are telling Israel, okay, what you need is a ceasefire, continual ceasefires. Because I'm going to tell you something. They were making headway before they had that first ceasefire. And it, right now, the ceasefires, uh, even though we may have a chance to get some hostages out of there, which I think is wonderful, I hate the idea of they're being held there, but it only helps Hamas when they have to relent That's right. their assault and yeah. attack. It only helps them to regroup, re-entrench. Uh, and so uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's, this is an example of how even on an international scale with war, the media and, and their ilk can repaint uh, the picture to, to benefit um, the wrong side, I believe, mm-hmm. which is Hamas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, I, I hope, and I believe that this is true, there's a difference between things that are said publicly, mm-hmm. things that are said privately. Mm-hmm. And my belief is actually that the United States talking to Israel privately mm-hmm. is very, very, very supportive. Uh, they're supportive publicly, mm-hmm. but I think that they're probably even more supportive privately. Uh, they realize mm-hmm. what's going on here, and and most Americans, uh, gratefully, also realize what what Israel needs to do, and that they're doing the right thing, even though they're doing a hard thing. By the way, the younger you get demographically in the United States, the younger you are, the dumber you are, <laughs> which um, I guess has always been true. <laughs> Sorry, but. Um, but yeah, I say that because the younger you are, the more likely you are to um, to condemn Israel. Right, which is what's in, happening in, among, in on things. college campuses, yeah. particularly the Ivy League colleges, which I'm so glad that they're coming under greater scrutiny. I mean, because not only is it exposing the anti-Semitism, but it's also exposing some of the other awful, weird ideas being in, inculcated on these uh major uh, schools' campuses. I mean, these are just nothing but indoctrination camps. Uh, for Marxism and so and socialism, it has nothing to do with real education. Imagine paying a hundred thousand dollars to go get dumber. <laughs> but it's what's happening. That's what. Ha- that's no. I mean, yeah. you put it in a kind of a funny way, but that is what is happening. And at least one of them had to resign. I'm hoping that this um, this. Uh, you don't think she's going to resign? No, no. Gay from Harvard. She's because not, she's black. She's not going anywhere because she's black. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. It, it, to keep the pressure on. She's going to get to the point of being so embarrassing for that, that group. And I actually I actually would rather her stay. Because? Because she's embarrassing. <laughs> okay. And I think, that, I think that it's good for people to realize how embarrassing these schools really are. Well, I love it that as long as people like that, I don't know if it's with this school, but another school, uh, one of the people, the benefactors uh, withdrew $100 million that they were going to give yeah. to the colleges yeah. because of that. So I hope that happens. It should, hope, it should keep happening. It yeah. should keep happening because uh, many, many schools are like this. And not all of them, but many are. Yeah. And it's it's outrageous. It's Cleve, we, are, we have such uh, a cultural rot 
going on. Mm-hmm. Where we really are in, in deep doo doo. I think that's the way to put it. We I, really are in deep doo doo. It's a problem. Yeah. And 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 um it's time to be extremely bold mm-hmm. and things might even seem drastic, mm-hmm. like beheading a Basafet statue. Mm-hmm. How, how, how do you say his name? I, I know. Bafasimet? I, I just call him Satan. Okay. <laughs> in the Iowa house, yeah. doing things like that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of civil disobedience that I think... That kind of reminds me doing. of Gideon almost to you. A lot of, <laughs> look, a lot of people have a problem with that because mm-hmm. of, of some warped view of free speech, mm-hmm. um, and they don't realize what time it is. It, we, we have to... We have to correct what is happening. Let's understand this, though. Uh, and you're right. It's a cultural rot. Uh, and especially when you think about situations like that in this nation, things I never thought I would see in my lifetime, having a statute of Satan uh, in, in, in the seat of power of a state. But having said that, it also points to it that it is a spiritual problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something that goes even deeper. Yes. And, and, and on that level, that is when the ostensibly the the church, the Christian church needs to come to the fore. Not with the idea of necessarily cutting off the heads of more statues, but the idea of preaching the one message that can transform and refine the human soul and heart. Mm -hmm. And that's the only answer. So ultimately I'm saying, even though this sounds like it doesn't sound very um, political or even practical, but I understand that only genuine revival will ultimately Solve the problem. Yeah. Well, you know the the thing is though, Cleve. I think that first of all, everything is political because because political just means in public. Okay. And so, good point. So I say that just to say, when the church is going to act the way it's supposed to act and stand for things and speak out against certain uh, for certain things and against certain things. It's going to look very political, be just because of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that churches ought to be making stands on on social issues. I do, and that's gonna that's gonna feel political to a lot of people. And in a way, it is because it's in public. But one reason we're here is to show God's prescription for how we are to live in relation to him and each other. Mm-hmm. That is politics, Cleve. When we talk about how we live in relation to each other, that is political. I actually agree with you. And as a matter of fact, I think God is more into kingdoms, uh, leadership, uh, national decisions and policies a whole lot more than the, than the church realizes. But I think the Bible is replete with examples of that, that God himself uh, has a vested interest in in the and in the actions of nations and policies of nations, and also deals with them accordingly. Now, so, so you brought up one thing I want to close on, and that is this: the mask to me is off. This pope, this head of the of the Roman Catholic Church. I've never been a fan of the papacy anyway, because as a Protestant and as a believer, I don't believe that's a biblical position. But having said that, there was still something to be said uh, for at one point the moral stances that the, the pontiff uh, took or used to take in certain instances. But now that he said, basically you can uh, bless relationships, certain relationships, not marry anybody, not talking about gay marriage, but a priest now can give a blessing to, 
Okay, we know what's happening. But don't now. miss. He, they're like this is what's funny about them. Don't misconstrue what we're saying. We're not saying that these relationships are like a marriage or anything like it. But yeah, you know, I mean, they're they're. It's so vague. I know. It, that's the. But for anybody who's willing to see, we know that that's the handwriting on the wall for the Catholic Church. It's a real problem. Yeah. I mean, the 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 vagueness of the statement is. Typical Pope Francis, right? I mean, that's that's really that's a good it's very typical of him to be to be vague and non-committal about things and confuse people. Well, that's one reason I think that this is probably one of the worst popes ever. And look, I haven't been alive for to see a whole lot of popes, so I'm sure some some Catholic Church historian could correct me about the worst popes ever. There have been some bad ones, I'm sure, but one reason. I, Pope Francis has got to be one of the worst is that he he won't actually do anything like he won't actually put himself out there and do anything of substance or of or of consequence because this what the Catholic Church has come out and said basically affirms everybody and and that's a problem to me because the church needs to be there to set lines and actually tell people what is right and what is wrong informed by scripture and by uh, by god and the holy spirit they're not doing that it's just vague and it's out there and it doesn't mean anything why even say anything if you're going to do this well here's the sad and ironic thing about it david and i'll say this and i'm I'll hush on this uh, part but the pope is now leaning in the direction of the leadership leader of much of the leadership in the american protestant church the direction of try not to offend anyone Try to embrace everyone, if at all possible, any way you can. It's the direction that the modern American church leadership has been going in, and it's mirrored now by the papacy. I, I, just, I just find that really ironic. We don't want to offend anybody. We want to affirm everybody. We want everybody to feel it's a home for you here. It's the same thing now coming from both sides. So. It's real bad. Well, you know, and I've, I've, I've talked to people a lot about how the reluctance to say to people some things are right and some things are wrong is is dooming us. Yeah, yeah, We it have is. to be able to do that. Point well taken, David. Where can they hear all this great uh, diatribe again? Uh, find us on Spotify. Uh, find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're, we're on Facebook as well, on Twitter. Uh, sorry, X. <laughs> and uh, we'd love to see you there. We sure would. That's David Perry, and I'm Cleve Walker. Hey, be sure to join us for another edition upcoming of Mere Conservatism, and it's not over with yet. Keep the faith. Bye-bye.